Ladies and gentlemen, let's talk some football. Week eight, college football. Still got a little Ohio cold or, you know, that wet Ohio weather. Still got like a little rasp in my voice, so sorry uh, if that causes any issues here. We'll try to get through this clean. Ohio State, Penn State, we're starting there with an in-depth breakdown of that. And then I got a little parlay uh, to track for this Saturday so we can have some fun there. Ohio State, Penn State. Let's get into it here. Hold on. Let me take a sip of coffee. Because there's a lot to talk about. So Ohio State's now five and a half point favorite. Uh, Kind of surprising to see that line move even further in that direction. It was four, four and a half, now five and a half. Um, Ohio State minus 182 on the money line. A lot of people are going to be hitting the under on this one. Um, Is that 45 and a half right now? That's already come down a few points, so be careful there. But two of the best defenses in the country, two top five defenses. Um, You're going to hear a lot of people talk about the under, probably rightfully so. Uh, Again, two top five defenses. Penn State's been uh, great every aspect, especially in the run game. I've already talked a lot about Ohio State's defense. Amazing safety play. Uh, D-line's getting better and better every single week. I think led by Talik Williams in the middle of the line. That dude's making plays every week, so... Uh, A lot of great defense in this one, but um, I I do want to say, we're going to get into it here, and I just want to say off the top, I'm feeling oddly, I would say dangerously optimistic about Ohio State. Okay, I'm an Ohio State alum, Ohio State fan. Um, Usually in big games, at least in the past couple years, I've been much more pessimistic. Last year before Michigan, I thought the Michigan game, I thought Michigan was going to win. I was Not feeling very confident going into the Georgia game. Obviously, Ohio State outperformed there. Probably should have won that game. But going into this one, I'm feeling oddly, oddly, again, I would say dangerously confident setting up a huge Saturday tilt because no one makes me tilt more than James Franklin for some reason. So I'm already like preparing myself to for this letdown. But let me tell you why I'm feeling optimistic about Ohio State, because what you're going to hear if you listen to, uh, you know, like the national podcast, national media uh, a lot of other people talk about this is Ohio, Ohio State's banged up on offense. Emeka Abuka, their number two receiver, potential first round pick, questionable. Running back room has been banged up. Travion Henderson didn't play last week. Chip Trainum got a concussion. Mayan Williams didn't play last week. So what happens is Ohio State brings up Dallin Hayden, sophomore, uh, number five. Played last year, played very well. You know, kind of a smaller back, one cut. A smooth runner, quick. He's got a burst. I like him a lot. He plays last week against Purdue. He goes for like eleven and seventy some. This dude needs to play. Okay, they are going to red. They were going to redshirt him. And Ryan Day is already saying, "Well, we need to talk about it more." I think the conversation's over. I think the way this line's been blocking the interior run game is just non-existent. And um, I think that Ohio State, their coaches, Brian Hartline. And and Ryan Day realized that they need you know different answers in the run game, and I think that involves Dallin Hayden and uh, Travion Henderson. If Henderson's healthy enough to go, I think he will be. But I think Dallin Hayden, it's just weird, kind of ironic that these injuries I think opened up um, something in the Ohio State offense. I think it's going to be a positive if the coaches view it that way. I think they should. I don't. I hope they don't waste any time. Chip Trainum, solid running back. I think it needs to be Dallin Hayden out there to give them that element, uh, not just in the run game, but in the swing pass game, the screen pass. Because what I think Penn State is going to do, again, great secondary, a couple top-tier corners 
on Penn State's defense. Um, I think they're gonna they are going to play Marvin Harrison some one on one, and when they do that, uh, they're going to bring the pressure and they're going to try to make Kyle McCord uh, make mistakes. I think the screen game and the running back passing game uh, could be a big. A component of this game to take advantage of that pressure. But what we also saw last week from Ohio State's coaching staff is that they opened it up and got much more creative offensively with pre-snap motion, you know, using uh, taking guys into the backfield, uh, motioning them out. And that just kind of, you know, gives the keeps the defense more off balance, opens up things a little bit more, helps take some pressure off of that offensive line that's been so poor. So I think that was promising. And of course, bringing in Devin Brown, the backup quarterback, in the goal line situation, just overall, I think that the coaching staff on offense realizes that they need to uh, scheme up different things to move the ball consistently and score more consistently. And that's coming at the perfect time against this Penn State defense. That is why I'm optimistic about Ohio State is just the changes we've seen in recent weeks, the emergence of Dallin Hayden. Again, I hope they don't piss around and try to be running chip train them into the back of the offense line for the first couple of series. It ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. We need guys that can make explosive plays. It needs to be Henderson. It needs to be Hayden. Uh, and if they do that, I do like Ohio State's chances on this in this game because on the flip side, uh, the big thing with Penn State's offense this year has been their inability to generate big plays to the point that the press – is asking James Franklin about it. He's getting tilted about it. Uh, there was this weird exchange a couple of weeks back over this. So uh, that's where Penn State has struggled. They have been a methodical offense. Um, sophomore quarterback Drew Aller. Um, he was, you know, from he's from Ohio, so that's another element there. Uh, you know, now a sophomore quarterback. This is his first big road test as quarterback for Penn State. So you know, big spot for him. What is uh, important to understand is that, one, Penn State is getting back uh, their number two receiver, Wallace. I think he may have been back last week, but he's getting back to full health now. That is, you know, they need that. They already have Lambert Smith, a receiver on the outside, who's very solid, uh, their number one playmaker, and getting Wallace back uh, as a number two receiver for this game will be very big, especially... Uh, something else that's going under-discussed right now seems to be that Denzel Burke, Ohio State's number one cornerback, the last I saw is that he was uh, questionable for this game, which obviously that, that would be a huge blow to Ohio State. Um, we'll see if uh, we get any more news here. I'm still waiting to see anything, but it seems like true, truly questionable. He got banged up last week. So Ohio State could be without their top cover corner. On the surface, obviously not good at all. At the same time, the kid who would be stepping in, or at least playing more, I don't know if he'd be um, you know, the one-to-one -one backup, but this Jermaine Matthews kid who's a freshman at Ohio State, he made two great plays on special teams last year, number or last week, number 24. Um, the coaching staff really likes him. They seem very confident in him. In him. So uh, maybe uh, not a huge gaping hole out there at corner if it is him stepping in potentially uh you know banged up a little bit ohio state secondary penn state getting receiver back uh, penn state has two great running backs if you're not familiar with them um so they will be trying to slow this game down they will need to find ways to generate offense uh to score again with what i said about ohio state's offense i think they're just starting to opening open things up now i hope they come out right away play loose uh, get Dallin Hayden going on the perimeter 
you know, if Travion Henderson's healthy, get him going on the perimeter and then take shots downfield. Because, again, I do think Penn State is going to give um, going to give Ohio State some one-on-ones with Marvin Harrison Jr. Because I think Penn State trusts their cornerbacks outside. At the very least, you know, maybe they'll uh, play man and kind of bring a safety over, shade that way to Harrison's side to take away the big play and then still bring that pressure. And I do think that could open up some big plays underneath for Ohio State for Dallin Hayden and Travion Henderson, maybe some Cade Stover action, uh, though James Franklin's pretty keyed in on him. He talked about him a lot in this week's press conference, so uh, we'll see. But even uh, uh, Xavier Johnson, you know, number zero for Ohio State, kind of uh, a do-everything type player. Uh, he could step up big here. We saw him do it last year against Georgia, made a big play down the seam. I think something like that could be in play this week for Ohio State. And yeah, that's my general sentiment. Dangerously optimistic, ready for a full tilt on Saturday if I am let down. But I think this could be a spot where Ohio State's offense is coming into form at just the right time. And if they are, they have too much firepower for Penn State. And I think they do outscore Penn State. I think this could eventually, don't shoot me, I think this could be a like a, a 28-16 Ohio State win. Um, I think too much firepower, but again, you know, chances are I'm just getting too bullish here, too excited for Ohio State, and it's more of that defensive grind that people are expecting that's going to come down to just a few big plays uh, on Saturday. Noon kickoff in the horseshoe. Uh, it's going to be a great uh, great matchup in Columbus. Uh, right now we're, we are seeing Penn State get uh, slightly more of the action, uh, money, and uh, bets on the spread, which is again five and a half, seventy percent of the uh, spread money on Penn State, who has covered the spread in every single game this year. So, you know, uh, a favorite among the betters. We'll see if they can cover again on Saturday, or if Penn State can get a big win against Ohio State. James Franklin obviously struggle has struggled mightily against Ohio State. They were in the game last year and basically blew it in the final quarter of that game so uh, Penn State's going to be up for this one but in my view if Ohio State plays the way I would have <clears throat> have them playing offensively and scheme them up the way I would I I like Ohio State's chances on Saturday god I hope they don't blow it and I'll tilt my tilt my face off all right week eight college football parlay we'll go through some of these games um, this is going to be a five-legger uh, the couple other leans I'll toss out at the end too if you want to put them in there but uh, I'm starting with Air Force Moneyline. Air Force last week, amazing game. Uh, Saturday night, sweated that one out. You know, their quarterback is hurt for this one, stud quarterback. But the thing you need to know is that the quarter they had a tough quarterback competition coming in the year that Air Force, so the backup should be capable. That said, the dude came in last week as I'm sweating this game Saturday night and fumbles on the first two two out of his three plays on offense, almost blows that game. But he is a running quarterback. He knows the offense. And I do think Navy's improved, but I still think Air Force overall, they have this Eldridge kid at running back who needs to get the ball more. Coach, um, he's a stud. Their fullback, Michelle, absolute stud. I think even their defense, they have this number seven on defense who blocked the extra point, saved the game last week. Unbelievable playmaker on the defensive side of the ball. I still like Air Force. Uh, they're 10 and a half point favorite this uh, Saturday at Navy, I'm just taking the money line here, minus 410 right now. Uh, again, this can be a five-leg parlay. Um, 
So I'm, I'm just still, I think some people are going to try to jump on Navy because the, of this quarterback situation for Air Force, but I still like Air Force uh, finding a way there. Game number two that I like a lot, Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas is back at home. You know, they played tough last week against um, against Alabama. Arkansas, five straight losses. This is a, a big get-right spot for them against Mississippi State. They're six-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Uh, I'm just taking the money line. You can take the spread if you want. Take that six-and-a-half. Um, most of the money on the spread is on Arkansas, but I'm still uh, I'm still going with the Razorbacks here. I, th- I think that they have too much offense in this one. I like them coming back home. I like them getting the win here. I'm plugging in Arkansas money line and a bounce-back spot for them. So win number two on the season for Arkansas, I think, on Saturday. That's piece number two for the parlay. Number three, Alabama. Uh, I don't like the eight-and-a-half number. Alabama's laying eight-and-a-half at home against Tennessee. Uh, I'm just plugging in the money line here. If you want to go spread, go spread. Get those better odds. Last year, Tennessee beats Alabama. Now this is in Alabama. Nick Saban, revenge. I'm not overthinking about it. I'm not overthinking it, uh, especially because last week against Arkansas, Alabama came out strong and then kind of took their foot off the pedal, fucked around a little bit. I think uh, they play a good game here at home and they get the win uh, against Tennessee at eight and a half. I I wish it was down at six and a half or so. I'd take the spread, but uh, maybe do an alt spread if you like that, Alabama. I'm just doing the money line, playing it a little safer this week. the way I've been handling it is just that yeah, I try to play safe for college football and then put the nuts on the table for Sunday NFL, try to hit, you know, try to hit something wild here. Uh, next leg, not much. Uh, this is more just everything I've been reading throughout the week. Toledo at Miami. Um, Toledo is actually a pretty talented team. They played Illinois. They probably should have beat Illinois earlier in the season. Uh, and going on the road, I like the value here on Toledo at minus 134 money line. I am plugging that one in pretty confidently and then another one i like a lot based on just the numbers uh, is that auburn at home giving uh, or getting six and a half against old miss this is one of those games that you look at the spread a lot of people are just going to plug in old miss not even thinking about it i'm going to be on the side of vegas here uh in fact 80 percent of the bets according to fanduel uh are on Ole Miss. 80% of the money on the spread is on Ole Miss. I love Auburn at home here. I'm taking the six and a half. If you want to get crazy, take the money line or do alt spread down to three and a half to get some more juice. Um, This is purely just Lane Kiffin on the road um, and being on the side of Vegas just because this is such a weird number. Uh, That's all all it is for me. I just want to be on the Auburn side here, you know, side with the uh, sports books on this one. So if you just did Alabama money line, Air Force money line, Arkansas money line, Toledo money line, and then Auburn plus six and a half, uh, that'd be plus 650. So $10 uh, to win 65. Again, I think you can even do, if you're feeling more confident, do Auburn money line or Auburn alt spread, uh, you know, plus plus three and a half, keep them within that field goal range. A couple other leans. I do think USC gets it done Saturday night against Utah. Uh, Utah still has a great defense, but the home road splits are no joke with Utah when they're on the road. They're just a different team. And, um, you know, the bounce back spot, tough loss for USC against Notre Dame. Now they go back home. Um, I'm not laying the seven points. That seems like too much. 
but I am uh, I do like the money line. I just think USC does find a way to win. And Arizona State getting twenty seven and a half against Washington. Uh, it is a night game in Washington, but potential letdown spot. I don't mind just taking the points with Arizona State, get taking that twenty seven and a half and just uh, seeing what happens there just as a you know, they've been playing pretty hard. Arizona State has not a very talented team. A little scary, but Washington coming off the big win last week against Oregon and now you know a night game where maybe the crowd isn't as up for it as they usually are right and the game stays a little closer and it starts to feel tighter uh one of those situations so I don't mind that one uh I'm kind of interested in the Duke at Florida State game lots of uncertainty about Duke's quarterback Riley Leonard if he's going to play or not I would say he's not going to play but again college football you never really know um, Florida State's given 14 and a half on that one. Pretty even split on the money there. So uh, I don't have even really a lean on that because I feel like, I don't know, it is at Florida State night game. Uh, I, I'm i not giving a play there, but I'm, I'm anxious to see what happens because uh, like my head, my heart is saying Florida State, but my head is saying this could stay close. Uh, and I'm not laying, you know, 670 on the money line to take Florida State. And the 14 and a half is a tough number for Duke, who still has a solid defense in Florida State, who has been kind of inconsistent this year and has let down, uh, you know, let down their guard a couple of times. That Boston College game was one. So um, I'm hesitant to bet that game, but I at least wanted to mention it there. And that's all for now. Again, I think Ohio State has a chance to play really good Saturday and kind of surprise some people offensively unless they piss around and try to just run the ball in the back of that offense line over and over. But then again, you got to give credit to Penn State too. You know, their defense is good enough to go out and win this game against Kyle McCord, who still doesn't look 100% comfortable in the pocket. So if the kid makes some mistakes, I wouldn't be, wouldn't be completely shocked in this one. But I'm not betting the Penn State-Ohio State game. Um, just going to sit back, enjoy it, because I could already feel potential tilt because I'm, again, dangerously optimistic, folks. That's the theme for the week. All right, I'm out of here. Australia, keep doing you. You're beautiful. We'll talk soon.